Thank you for listening to In Good Faith, the Central Reformed Church Sermon Podcast. This episode's sermon is titled, Focus of My Delight, and is based on Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. It was delivered on Sunday, February 19, 2023, by Pastor Matt Schultz. This morning, our second lesson comes from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. The passage can be found on page 798 in the Bible in front of you in the pew. Matthew 17, 1 through 9. Now hear these words from the book that we love. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, And from the cloud, a voice said, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well well pleased. Listen to him. Then the disciples, when the disciples heard this, they fell on the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up, do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. And as they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus ordered them, tell no one about this vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. I don't know about all of you, but as a kid who grew up in the 80s, I had these toys called Transformers, right? Some of them were cars, some of them were tanks or airplanes, some of them were the off-brand, the GoBots, right? That's usually what I had more of, but the Transformers were the really cool ones. Some of them were simple and you could figure it out pretty quickly. I'm going to turn this little car in a couple moves. It turns into a robot. Kind of slide some things around and pop. You got a cool robot and in a couple moves it's back to a little VW Beetle and so on and so forth. Some of them were more complicated. I think you needed an engineering degree to get that. You get them to one part, you know, you get it to robot, and then it might never be the airplane again because it was just too complicated. 
There was a TV show I watched that was great. I think Michael Bay did some terrible movies about the Transformers. But as a kid, I loved those toys. Transformers, more than meets the eye. That was their slogan, Transformers, more than meets the eye. But all kidding aside, all reminiscing and nostalgia aside, have you ever seen someone be transformed? Maybe because a life event happened. For good or bad, when that life event happened, that person changed. That event changed them for the better, or perhaps that event changed them for the worse. It left some scars that made it so they were never quite the same. We see people be transformed. Or perhaps it's from an encounter with Christ. They met Jesus and they became a different person. Now that's not something we often talk about as covenant folk, as reformers. We don't often think about that in our theology, but sometimes in life people have an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, moves in their life and they are transformed. They are changed. I've encountered those people on a few occasions and sometimes it's as if they've even physically changed. A burden has been lifted from them. They begin to smile more. They stand up a little straighter. They just give off a brighter vibe. Do you know those people? Have you encountered someone like that who was transformed by an encounter with Christ? We see those people in Scripture as well. We think about how many of the apostles were changed once Jesus said to them, come with me. Some of them changed rather quickly. Some were a little slower. I think of Peter. It was a slow evolution with Peter, but he changed. We think of Paul and his encounter with Christ on the road that day. An immediate change. Even a name change eventually. I think of the woman at the well who Jesus sat with for a long period of time and talked with her and she changed. She changed her ways. She changed the way she thought about life and became one of the first evangelists. She went running to tell the people about the encounter that she had. People can be transformed. But our encounter today with Jesus is a bit different. It is not a transformation, but a transfiguration. Jesus wasn't changing others in this encounter. Jesus himself changed. This is a powerful and mysterious 
passage. What exactly happens, we don't know. We don't know. But Jesus goes up on the mountain with his three apostles, and there he also meets Moses and Elijah. And the writer of Matthew says, Jesus' face shone like the sun, and his clothes were brilliant white. Something there on that mountain happened, and it was amazing. Jesus was transfigured. Now, can you imagine what the disciples would experience while they were there? And maybe they knew their scriptures. They had probably heard this passage from our first reading, right? Where Moses goes up on a mountain and is surrounded by a cloud. And an encounter with God happens. But I can't imagine they themselves thought they would be in a similar situation, staring Jesus in the face, but a Jesus that looked much different than the guy that was at the bottom of the mountain. They're surrounded by a cloud. They see two people from Scripture they had only heard about, Moses and Elijah, and the cloud surrounds them, and they hear the voice of God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that encounter? Wow. Wow. So as we dig into the scripture, what does that encounter teach us? What does it tell us about who Jesus is? Transfiguration is in line with much of the rest of scriptures. To slowly and methodically reveal to us who Jesus is. As we get to the 17th chapter of Matthew, we're starting to get a more full picture of who Jesus is in his full humanity and his full divinity. And not only does it reveal another step of who Jesus is, but it's a fulfillment of some stories of the Old Testament. You see, Jesus slowly, as life goes, fills in the picture for us. He's born fully human to a mother in a dirty stable. But soon after the Magi come and he's celebrated as a king in his full divinity. He went through life as a child just like any one of us would have. And good and bad. At one point, he was a refugee. 
a fully human experience. But as he gets older and steps into the ministry, we see the full divinity of Jesus once again through the miracles he does through his teaching. We see a bit of a preview of this passage as he's baptized with John the Baptist at the River Jordan. Where God says much the same words, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And this transfiguration passage again starts to fill in some of the story of who Jesus is. Jesus is fully divine, fully God. I don't know about you, but transfiguration has not been part of my human experience. We see part of the picture painted in as Jesus says, the Son of Man will be resurrected. Don't say a word about this until then. So this is a preview of what is to come, that Jesus will be in full glory, resurrected, defeating death. This is a revelation of Jesus as Messiah, as the Son of God, Jesus as Lord. And this once again turns the notion that the people of Israel had of who a Messiah would be on its head. He didn't come to sit on a throne in the sense that we think he would. He was not a king or a ruler for this world, but he was a king for something much bigger, better than anyone could have imagined. There's a saying I've heard around this place in my short time here over and over again. You can't go very far without seeing it on the walls or hearing it from people. And that is, Jesus is Lord. This passage shows us that. It is evidence that Jesus is Lord. Not just a good teacher, not a rabbi, but something much bigger. Not a Messiah who's called sit on earthly thrones, but Jesus is Lord. Lord of today, Lord of tomorrow, Lord of the universe, Lord of the cosmos, Lord of heaven. Jesus sits at the right hand of God the Father. Jesus is Lord. In Eugene Peterson's translation of this passage, God says of the transfigured Jesus, this is my son, marked by love, focus of my delight. Listen to him. This is my son, marked by love, focus of my delight. Listen to him. Jesus is Lord. 
the focus of the creator of the universe, the focus of that creator's delight. Isn't that a great word? Can we put that in our vocabulary more? Delight. Delight. So where does that leave me and us as we read this passage and try to figure out what it means for us in a practical sense day to day? First, I would say resist that notion. Like I said to the kids, it's okay just to say, wow. It's a mystery of the faith. It's okay to say, wow, what happened on that mountain? I'm not really sure. But it's okay to say, wow. And be in awe of Jesus, whose face shone like the sun, whose clothes were brilliant white. It's okay to say, wow, and say that Jesus is worthy of my praise and worthy of all glory. And that Jesus should be the focus of our delight. The reason we even have delight. The reason we can put a smile on our face and have joy in our heart is because Jesus is Lord. It's okay to say, wow. And be full of delight. And maybe, and maybe as God suggested, we should listen. It's been a privilege of mine over the last month or so to sit on, sit in on some of the men's Bible studies on Thursday. As we dig deeper into the Sermon on the Mount. Maybe we should listen to those words of Jesus and put them to good use. We should listen. Maybe we really should love God and love our neighbor. Maybe we really should not judge others. Maybe as we listen to Jesus, we should go and make disciples of all nations. Maybe we should judge ourselves first and take the speck out of our own, or the plank out of our own eye before we take the speck out of others. Maybe, maybe we should listen. Maybe. We don't need to be scared to death of all of this. If those apostles on the mountain, surrounded by God in a cloud who talks to them, surrounded by Moses and Elijah and a Jesus that looks amazing and different than they're used to are told not to be afraid, then maybe we shouldn't be afraid either. So often, I think, as followers of Christ, as good church people, we operate out of fear of offending God or doing things the wrong way. We operate in fear of the big bad world out there. Jesus is Lord and he walks with us. We need not be afraid. 
need not be afraid. Jesus is Lord. So listen, you and I may never be transfigured. Our faces may never shine like the sun, and our clothes may never be brilliant and white. I'm a little bit grateful that for that I don't look good in white. I tend to look like a snowman or the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, so for that I am grateful. But what we can do is reflect that brilliance. The face that shines like the sun, the clothes that are too brilliant to look at, we can reflect that to a world that needs it. And we need not be afraid to do so. Jesus is Lord and is with us. We need not be afraid. So I encourage you to go from this place and shine. Shine like the face of Jesus, like his brilliant clothes. Reflect that to the world. May the Holy Spirit do a sanctifying work in us so each and every day we look and live more like Jesus, reflecting his light better each and every day. So that through us, through the church, God's people, through us, God can transform the world. As you go from here, it's okay to say, wow. As you go from here, shine and reflect the light of Jesus because Jesus is Lord. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that changes and transforms us. We thank you that you sent your son for us. We thank you for his full humanity, his full divinity. We're grateful that he was the focus of your delight. Help us to shine like Jesus as we go from this place. And we rest in the fact that Jesus is Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. New to Central? Since 1840, we have been connecting people to God and to one another through scripture, sacrament, song, and service. We are located on the corner of College Avenue and Fulton Street in the Heritage Hill neighborhood of Grand Rapids. We hope you'll give us the opportunity to meet you in person soon. To learn more about our mission, ministries, and the ways you can grow and serve, please visit our website at www.centralreformedchurch.org.